Good morning, Vine Life Manchester. It's great to be with you. Um, thanks for jumping on the stream with us this morning. In just a minute, we're going to jump into the next of our one another's. But um, before I do that, I just want to take um, one minute to encourage you um, towards city groups. Katie has mentioned those in the weekly. Hopefully you got all the details. Um, so I'm not going to go into the specifics, but just to say to you, um, I would encourage you to jump in. I know this season is difficult. Being kind of physically kind of isolated and disconnected from one another, it's tough. It's difficult. But um, I still think there's going to be really good stuff that happens in these city groups on Zoom groups or the internet. Um, so I want to encourage you, whether you are new to community, whether you've been with us for decades, um, I want you to know you are absolutely invited and we would love for you to jump into those city groups. They're just really good places where we can talk, we can listen, we can be encouraged, we can encourage one another. And those groups are going to be better if you are part of them. So I just want to really, really encourage you um, to make some time in your week um, and, and jump in one of those groups with us. Um, you will be blessed and other people will be blessed as well. Alrighty. So this morning, we're going to look at um, an instruction, another one of the one another's um, in Colossians 3, verse 16. So if you've got your Bibles, um, that's where we're going to be. It says this, let the message of Christ Dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. All right. So this morning, I want to look at that instruction, the teach and admonish one another. Um, now, before, right at the get go, I think it's, it's really easy that for some of you, you might rule this one out and discount yourself from it and say, well, I'm not a teacher. Um, you know, I'm not in, you, maybe I don't have a particular role or title. Maybe that's not my job, you know, and it's not, it's not just for those of us who are doing something like this right now. Okay. It actually, it's for all of us. Um, you know, in Romans 12, Paul's talking about the body and the different gifts in the body. And he, you know, and he, he says, listen, if you're, if your gift is to teach, then teach well. If it's to serve, then serve well. If it's to be encouraging, encourage. If it's to give, then give. And listen, I don't think any of us would rule ourselves out from actually giving, serving, encouraging, saying that's for specific people. While those things are listed as specific gifts, I think they are for all of us. But I wonder whether we treat um, teaching a little bit differently and say, well, that's for a certain category of people. I don't think that's the case. I think this is for all of us. So um, if you are listening this morning, this is for you. Okay. This is for all of us. Um, we're not supposed to, not everyone is, we're not supposed to teach everyone, but I think all of us are supposed to teach someone. I think all of us have got something to give. Um, so I want to start here by saying, listen, the goal in this, the goal in teaching one another, admonishing one another is maturity. That's not going to surprise you because we talk about that a lot. The goal is maturity. Okay. Now teaching, they're two different things. So I would say, you know, teaching is possibly a sort of imparting some positive, something positive and encouragement of a, you know, this direction, do this thing. Admonishing is more, if you look at a dictionary definition, it's kind of, it's warning, ad advising, counseling against, it's almost like reproving somebody, um, you know, gently and mildly. There's nothing harsh about it, but it, it's kind of, it's counselling against, warning, saying, hey, maybe. So it's essentially this teaching and admonishing is, is in simple terms. It's saying, yes, do that. No, maybe don't do that. And we all need both of those things. So essentially, you know, it's, not in a, it's not in a formal, organised setting. I think this instruction to teach and admonish one another is simply saying, listen, speak into one another's lives. You've got something to bring in a shaping, forming conversation. And that question of who are we becoming... We need each other speaking in with the, hey, yeah, go for that. More of that, Sarah. That's brilliant. And sometimes the, hey, Sarah, I'm not sure about that. Maybe, maybe adjust that a little bit. 
teaching and admonishing. And both those things we all really, really need. Um, now, the reason I think it's so important in maturity, um, the thing that jumps out at me, these two words, the two Greek words that are used here for teaching and admonishing, we see them paired together in exactly the same way um, in Colossians 1, 28, which we, you know, is one of our kind of key verses for our discipleship journey into maturity. So Paul is saying this, he's talking about Jesus, says, he is the one we proclaim admonishing and teaching. Same two words again, paired together. Admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom so that we may present everyone fully mature in Christ. So Paul's saying again, the goal is everyone fully mature in Christ. And part of doing that is teaching and admonishing. Exactly the same two words paired together. So that tells me, listen, this one another is vital for my maturity journey. Right? The responsibility for my walk with Jesus rests squarely with me, right? That is my maturity journey is my responsibility, but you absolutely have a part to play. We need each other speaking into our lives in order that we will become fully mature in Jesus. So that requires all of us to get hold of this instruction to teach and to admonish. So that's the motivate the the motivation is what I want to look at now. Um, the, the goal is maturity, but the motivation is really important because if we just take the instruction to teach, to admonish and start doing that and, and miss the first part of this verse, I think things will not go so well. Um, let me read that verse to you again. Um, so in Colossians 3, 16, it says, let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish. So it's really important we get the first part of that verse right. It's not just, hey, crack on, teach and admonish one another. It's as we do that, we need to make sure the message of Christ is dwelling in us, richly, abundantly, other translations say. Um, so what is the message of Christ? I suppose that would be the, the sensible question to ask. Essentially, it's this. It's, it's God with us. It's God for us. It's that God so loved the world that he sent his only son. It's that, that Jesus is not holding our sins against us, that he came not to judge, but to save and to lead us into life and life in all its fullness. Like that's the message of Christ, right? So that's the motivation, the source of our teaching, of our admonishing. Um, that's the message. The, the word is, that's used here, actually, the message of Christ, it's actually the Greek word is logos, um, which I guess is familiar to some of you, which often is translated word. And, and for me, whenever I hear logos, that immediately reminds me of John 1, right? When, when John says, um, for the word logos became flesh and dwelt among us and talks about Jesus being full of grace and truth. So it's that message that, that it's Jesus living in us, full of grace and truth. That's what needs to be in us as we teach and admonish. And I think that's really important, um, that there needs to be a whole load of grace and a whole load of truth. It's not that we don't speak truth, even if sometimes the truth is challenging, but we always do it with abundant grace. Um, and listen, just as an aside, I think it's well worth just remembering. Let's make sure we are always careful to distinguish what is, what is truth and what is actually my opinion? Because Jesus' opinion is always truth. Yours and mine, probably less so. So let's just be a little bit careful. We're not, it's not about us, you know, just venting our opinions on people. Actually, it's letting, but it's it's truth 
but with grace. We speak the truth in love, Paul tells us. That's always the goal. Um, but, but that's the message, right? The message that we've received, that God so loved the world, that he's come to save us, not judge us, that he's not holding my sins and your sins up against us. Like That's the message. Um, and what Paul is saying is, listen, that needs to dwell in you richly. So like that needs to take root. That needs to be established in me. There needs to be fruit growing from that. And, and if that isn't happening, if I'm not paying attention to that, there's a message of Jesus living in me, then, then honestly, in terms of teaching, admonishing, I need to pipe down. Like I need to pay attention to make sure the message is dwelling in me. And, and from that place, then I will speak into other people's lives. Let's look at another place where we see this exact same instruction. This is um, Romans 15, um, verse 14. And Paul says this, he says, I myself am convinced, my brothers and sisters, that you yourselves are full of goodness, filled with knowledge and competent to instruct one another. So that word used there, instruct, is the same word um, that is translated admonish in the original verse that we looked at. I think this is really interesting. So Paul clearly doesn't think that is exclusively his job, his role, um, to be speaking into the lives of the Christian community in Rome. What he's saying is, listen, I am really confident that you guys can do that. Like You guys are confident to admonish, to actually to challenge, to warn, to say, oh, I don't know about that. Like he is confident in that community of believers in Rome that they can speak into one another's lives. He didn't see that that responsibility and role um, rested purely with him and, and the leaders or teachers in a formal sense or with a role or a title. He didn't see it like that. He saw that as a community project, if you like. Um, and the reason Paul was confident that these Christians in Rome were competent to instruct was this. Notice that he says that they are full of goodness and full of knowledge, both, right? Really, really important. Yes, knowledge, goodness as well. You know, I think, you know, if you compare that with the Pharisees, you know, and Jesus, you know, when he so consistently speaks against them and they're because they were, they had all the knowledge, like they had all the knowledge, but they just totally lacking the message of Christ in terms of grace and truth and reconciliation, right? They, they had the knowledge, but not the goodness, the kindness, the grace, the power of Jesus' message living in them. This is one of the times when Jesus challenges this with the Pharisees in Luke 11. Um, it says that Jesus replied, and you experts in the law, right? You know all the stuff. You've got all the knowledge. What he's saying, you experts in the law, woe to you because you load people down with burdens they can hardly carry, and you yourselves will not lift one finger to help them. So it's almost like, listen, they were full of knowledge, but just with no goodness. And I, you know, I can't help wondering, it's actually, what, how, what would it look like if we, in the, if one hand, really took hold of this instruction to teach and admonish one another, but held very tightly in the other hand to the, the requirement, the instruction that we carry one another's burdens? right? So it's not just that I come with this list of requirements, do this, don't do that, stop doing that, start doing this. It's actually, it's speaking into one another's lives with kindness and grace, but saying, hey, can I help you with that, right? Yes, teach and admonish, but yes, let's carry burdens as well. And that's what the, the Pharisees were just so not able to do. But for us, we can do that, right? We can be filled with knowledge and filled with goodness. So, you know, I think it's a pretty clear instruction, right? And um, for all of us, but but what stops us? And I don't know about you, but I think they're probably one of three things that normally come into play, or probably all of them at the same time sometimes. I think it's sometimes a fear of failure or rejection. You know, what if this goes 
horribly wrong? You know, what if they are offended? What if I say it the wrong way? What if they disconnect from me? You know, that kind of keeps us quiet because we, we fear that it will go wrong. So it's fear of rejection. And sometimes I think it's that we feel inadequate. It's like, well, well I don't know. I, I haven't got all the information. I don't know all the stuff. Or thirdly, it might be that we feel um, disqualified. And it's like, well, almost, well, who am I to speak into anyone's life? I've not got all my stuff together. And so actually it, it's not for me. And um, Listen, I get it. I feel all of those things probably all the time. And, and on some level, like this kind of speaking into one another's life, it's not always easy, right? Um, and I, I think probably we maybe find the, maybe we find the admonishing bit a bit harder than the teaching. You know, if we talk about our language, we talk about a lot as a community where we want to be somewhere um, where people are seen, they're heard and they're known in the good stuff, in the bad stuff, in their strengths and their weaknesses, in their successes and their failures, in order that we can both champion and challenge, right? I think that's teaching and admonishing, right? Champion him, say, yes, go for that, do that, imparting that positive teaching, but also challenge. That's the admonishing. Hey, I don't know, maybe not that. Um, I don't know about you, but I honestly, I probably find the challenging harder than the championing. I guess that's the same um, for most of us. Um, Maybe the reverse is true. Maybe actually you find kind of encouraging and cheer people on difficult. I don't know. But listen, we both need, we all need both. Um, and just because something is difficult, like it's just not a good enough reason for not doing it. Okay, so we need to press into this. If we're going to have um, the kind of iron sharpening iron relationships the Bible talks about, that is going to require some iron sharpening iron conversations, right? It's going to require us to speak in. And so we've got to be able to push past some of those blocks. I think acknowledging that they're there, that we don't find it super easy. I am a bit fearful of rejection. And I don't know if I know everything. And I don't know if I'm fully qualified. Like acknowledge those things. But I think sometimes we have to step over them and push past them. Um, you know, I think we should never be afraid to say, I don't know. You don't have to have all the answers. That's okay. You know, Paul's confidence for the Romans was that they were full of knowledge and goodness. Okay, so it's not that knowledge isn't, um, is irrelevant, but we just need to be really clear. When the Bible's talking about knowledge, it's always in the context of, of relationship. It's a, it's a being personally acquainted with something rather than imparting a sort of an abstract awareness. It's not about information that I might deliver to you, right? That's not what the Bible is talking about. Um, knowledge of God is way more important than the knowledge about him. Right, which is why coming back to that first verse, why that you know for us the message of Jesus needs to be dwelling in me. Like I need to have my eyes on Jesus. If my eyes are purely on who are the people I need to teach and admonish, and and, and I'm not looking at Jesus, saying what are you teaching me about? Where are you shaping me? Where are you growing me? Right, walking with Jesus is that's the place where we're gonna um, where knowledge is gonna come from that we then can share with other people. So it's not about you know having you know all the theological doctrinal knowledge. It's not about imparting information to people, right? So, and, and I think it really is okay. Um, and I would, you know, the, the older I get, the longer I walk with Jesus, the more I'm like aware of the stuff that I don't know. And it's okay to say that. So actually, I don't know. But what I can always do is I can point to you to what I do know and I can point you to the one who does know. We can always do that, right? So that obstacle of, well, I don't know, it's, that needs to not stop us. It's okay to say, I don't know. How about that one of, you know, feeling disqualified? Well, you know, I've not, I'm not perfect. I've not got my stuff together. I'm still in process. 
of course we all are. Listen, there's not one person on the planet who isn't. So, you know, if the requirement was to be the finished article, um, like none of us would be able to fulfill that instruction to teach and admonish, right? We are all people in process. You do not need to be the finished article before you commit to walking with people and speaking into their lives, right? You do not need to know everything in order to be able to say something, right? We can point people to who, what we do know, what I am clear on, what I have experienced, what I have found in the word, what I have found in my life with Jesus. I can always do that. And I can always point people to the Bible, which the, you know, is, is a, a lamp to our feet and a light to our path can always say, well, let's see, what does the Bible say? And I can always point people to Jesus, right? In Colossians 2, um, Paul tells us that it's in the Phillips translation. He says that actually it's in Jesus that all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are found. So you don't have to know the answer per se, but you can always point people to Jesus because that is where we're going to find our answers. All the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are in Jesus. So we need to walk with him and we can point other people to him. So let me finish it up. I'm going to read you that verse again, Colossians 3.16. This is the Phillips translation. He says it, he translates it like this. Um, he says, let Christ's teaching live in your hearts, making you rich in true wisdom, which isn't just information, right? Teach and help one another along the right road with your psalms, hymns, and Christian songs, singing God's praises with joyful hearts. I love the way he translates that. Um, teach and help one another. That's the teaching and admonishing. Teach and help one another along the right path. I, I, I love the way he translates that. I think that's really helpful. Listen, because it, it really brings it home that the purpose and function of this, this teaching, this admonishing, this speaking into one another's lives, the purpose um, is actually to help people along the right path. It's not about imparting knowledge and giving smart answers and wagging the finger. It, it's about a path and a journey and walking with one another and with Jesus on it. And saying, hey, how can I help you with that? Like, that's the goal. And so we need, with that in mind, you know, that hopefully that kind of brings us all into that picture of, do you know what? Well, absolutely, I can do that. I can do that. I can say, hey, can I help you with that? It's to have that heart in mind, um, I, then we can all do that. So the message is Jesus. The goal is maturity and looking like him. And he is the source and we draw from him as we're doing it. It's, it's like that, you know, you, fo you follow me as I follow Jesus. That's the way that we do it. Um, and we walk together into that future where we all look a little bit more like him. Um, but in the middle, there is life on life relationships. They are iron sharpening iron conversations. Um, and they are for all of us. We all need those. We all have something to gain and we all have something to give. So if you're someone who has counted yourself out from having something to offer into speaking to other people's lives, I want you to know that's not what God says. This instruction is for all of us. And um, so I would love for each of us um, to embrace that. So we're going to close in prayer. And I just want to remind you, um, in five minutes or so, you can jump on. Um, our prayer teams would love to pray with you about stuff we've looked at this morning or about anything else that's going on in your life right now. If you want to pray for you, encourage you, hear what God's saying, um, then do please jump on. Um, our team are there and they would love uh, to pray for you. But why don't we pray um, for ourselves and for each other now? Father, I want to thank you. Um, Thank you that you call us into community. Thank you, Jesus, for um, the journey um, towards you. Um, and thank you that it's a journey we take with you. But thank you that um, we have other people in our lives as well. And I pray, God, as individuals and as a community, you would help us um, 
just to take hold of this instruction to teach and admonish, just help us to, to do that well. Father, I ask that we be people who are, um, who are full of grace and truth. God, that we are, we're confident um, in what you say and who you are. God, that we'd, um, we'd be brave, we'd be humble in having the conversations that we need to have. God, we would be open-hearted and, and teachable to listen when we're the ones who need to hear. Um, but in all of it, God, I ask that you would um, yeah, fill us with knowledge, fill us with goodness, and help us um, to be a people who absolutely want to champion and challenge one another on into the fullness of who we're called to be and what you have for us to do. Um, so Jesus, we just say, come and help us. Fill us, Holy Spirit. Um, and it's in your name we pray, Jesus. Amen.